Hello and welcome to Walk by Faith with Diana. I'm Diana Abercrombie and I'm so excited that you're here. I can't wait to see where God takes us on this journey. My goal for this podcast is to dig into God's Word, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, and teach us how to apply His Word to our lives, and then turn around and help others in their faith walk. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 4.4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I don't think we can live it if we don't know it. I want us to dig into God's Word, pick the Scripture apart, and allow the Holy Spirit to teach us how to apply it in our lives. Again, thank you so much for being here with me. Let's start walking, shall we? and welcome to another podcast episode of Walk by Faith with Diana. As always, I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about suffering. It seems there is just so much going on in the world today, um, not only in the world, but also personally in our own lives. And there's just so much suffering. In my own family, we've had... um, illnesses. We've had surgeries. We've had one of my nieces has gone home to be with the Lord. Um, My sister fell and broke her ankle. There have just been things happening in the house, one thing breaking after another. Um, So there's just different types of suffering going on. Um, My things are small in comparison to some, but I think it's interesting how we're told in scripture that we're going to have troubles in this world. So with troubles, there's going to be suffering. Um, And I think a lot of times we forget that our Lord Jesus Christ suffered when he was on this earth. He went to the cross. He was severely beaten. I can't even describe the beating that he took. And then to be hung on a cross and have nails driven into his feet and his hands. Our Lord Jesus suffered on this earth. So there's there's suffering now. There was great suffering then. The disciples went through so much. I can't imagine um, that when you think about what the disciples went through, some of the beatings and and being hung upside down. And then there's Paul with all the things that he went through. So all through scripture, we're told that there's suffering and we see suffering. So we're going to have suffering in this world. For me, it's very important to know where to run in that suffering, to know where to turn my focus and where to turn my mind and my heart in that suffering. Because we don't have to stay in what I call that pit of suffering where we just can't seem to think beyond that. Um, And the Lord does not want us to stay in a frame of mind where all we can think about is the suffering because He never allows something to happen in our lives for no purpose. And He never allows something to happen in our lives that he's not aware of. He allows it. So he is certainly aware of what's happening and there's always a purpose. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but for me, that brings great comfort to know that my creator, my God, the Lord of this universe, the one who created everything, spoke everything into being, knows the suffering that I'm going to go through, understands it, and is there to help me through it and help me be able to 
bless other people who may be going through the same thing as at any given time. So we're going to be in 1 Peter today, chapter 5, and we're going to talk about what the Lord says um, and what we've been told about suffering and the hope that we have in the suffering. So before we get started, let's pray because, again, it's very important for me to go to the Lord in prayer um, when I'm studying his word, when I'm going through his word, whether it's just a verse or a set of um chapters or just some passages that the Holy Spirit has put on my heart, I really want the, the Holy Spirit to teach me and show me. Because if, as we've said many times on this podcast, he's the one who wrote the book. So he knows what's going on in my life. So the things that will um, help me through his word, the things that I need to pay attention to in his word that will help me put one step in front of another um, and be victorious in the battles that we face. Um, that's his word and that's what he does. And I want to invite him in as we go through scripture in our podcast. So let's pray before we go any further um, and then we'll dig in because there's so much meat in this. Lord, I come to you this morning very grateful for the opportunity to um, be on this podcast, being able to get your word out there, Lord. Um, I know, Holy Spirit, that as we speak your word, as we read your word, as we pray your word, I know that you'll use it. I know that it will not come back to you void. I don't know all the purposes, Lord, that you have um, for your word this morning. I don't know the people who are listening, but you do. You know how this um, scripture that we're going to read is going to touch their hearts. You know how it's going to enlighten their minds. You know how it's going to help them see you and understand where they are in a better way. Um, thank you for that. Thank you that your Lord, your word is so living and so active in our lives. Prayerful for each person who's listening. I pray that wherever they are in their walk, whatever is happening in their lives, whatever is being thrown at them, I pray that they would just focus on you, that they would turn their eyes and fix their eyes on you. I pray that their hearts would be very open to what you have for them in this scripture today. I pray that all distractions would be blocked um, that they would not be able to get in as we study your word today. Thank you that you, Holy Spirit, are the only one powerful enough to keep those distractions from coming in because we know that Satan wants us not to meditate on your word and you tell us that it's very important to meditate on your word. So help us, help us hear you today. Help us see you today. Give us an ear to hear you, Lord. Give us an eye to see you. Help us, O oh God, to understand that you want us to know your word. Thank you for this day. Thank you that you're right here with us. Be with us, I pray now, Lord, as we dig into your scripture. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
So let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5, and I want to start in verse 6. And I did a devotional actually on verse 6 the other day, just talking about being humble because that's what verse 6 starts out with. But for today, I want us to be uh, mindful of verse 10 because verse 10 has been a verse in my life that has just been a go-to for me. I can remember when I was walking through a particularly difficult time in my life and just felt like I was being hit on every single side. And I just could not seem to um, stand up for any length of time without being hit and knocked down. I remember this entire passage of scripture, but particularly verse 10 being one that just hit me. Um, So let's read it and then we'll talk a little bit more about it. Let's start in verse six. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time. And I just want to stop there for a second in that verse, because today, um, the world that we live in today, it seems that being humble um, is almost like saying a bad word. It's like you're not supposed to be humble. It's seen as a sign of weakness. But scripture says that we are to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And if you think about it, Being humble takes great strength when it's so much easier to go with the flow. It also says under the mighty hand of God. Now, we tend to pick and choose what we want to humble ourselves under, how we want to be humble, how we want to show humility. But scripture says we're to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. No one else and nothing else. We humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. Now, we know that exalt means to raise to a higher level. Um, We understand that. And that could be positionally. But it can also be in our emotions, in our spiritual walk with him. It can be in where our mindset is. Many times, as I said earlier, um, we don't want to humble ourselves. But when we do, when we come before Almighty God with a humble heart and know that he is God, and that we are invited to come to him and humble ourselves before him, then he will exalt us at the proper time. Now, whether that means he's going to exalt us, as I said, positionally um, in whatever's going on, in the circumstances that are going on or whatever that might be, or whether it means he's going to exalt us spiritually and emotionally so that we can tap into his strength. We don't know that, but we know that he says he will exalt us at the proper time. Verse seven, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, when we are low in spirit, when we have a lot going on, when we have um, situations in our lives that that come um, to just that just seem to throw us for a loop, that throw us off course somewhat. And we're told in verse seven to cast all of our anxiety on him. Now, when I think about casting, I'm not talking, I I don't see it as walking up and just dropping it, although we can do that. But when I think about casting all my anxiety on him, then I am going up to him with determination, with um, a great desire to connect with him. And I am casting, I'm almost throwing all my care on him. And I can do that. And he invites us to do that because he cares for us. And he is the one who can take care of all the anxiety that is pulling me down. And anyone who has walked through a time where you've had to suffer anxiety for whatever reason, 
I'm sure you would agree that it does pull you down. It's like you can't think about anything else except whatever it is that's causing the anxiety. And this verse has meant so much to me over the years that I can go, I can run to my God and just cast my cares on him because he cares for me and then leave them with him. I think a lot about how um, fishermen take and they cast their Uh, line to catch the fish. They throw it out there. And that's what God wants us to do. Throw all your care on him. That's what he wants us to do. And then he will um, minister to us through scripture, through the Holy Spirit, sometimes through other people who will come to us. But he knows and he cares and we can cast all of our anxiety on him. That gives me great comfort. Let's look at verse eight. Be of sober spirit. Be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And I want you to connect verse 8 with verses 6 and 7. Because it's very important that we understand that we are to humble ourselves before Almighty God. We're to cast all of our care on God. And he says that before he ever warns them that the, the devil is prowling around. We're to be sober-minded. We're to be um, not drunk, if you will, which means our thoughts are not to be scattered all over everywhere. And we're to be focused, be sober in our um, spirit and be on the alert. It's very important that we are aware that we have an adversary, Satan, who is prowling around. And when it says prowling, Also connect that to verses six and seven, because when we humble ourselves in today's society, we look at that as being weak. And if you connect that with verse eight, you're thinking, okay, well, how can I be humble and then be sober spirited, sober in my spirit and on the alert and Satan's prowling around. But remember that we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And when we're under something, that that means that he's over it. So Satan can't get to us that way. Now he'll poke us, he'll do things. That's what Satan does. But when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, then God's hand is over us because we've humbled ourselves before him and we're not trying to run the show. We know that God will do that. Remember that Satan prowls, so he's watching for us. Verse 7 says to cast all your cares. Now, there's a reason that we're to cast all of our cares. Satan will come and pounce on us when we are carrying around all the anxiety and the fear and the frustration and the hurt. When we are continuing to carry that around, being pulled down so um, honestly minute by minute, because that's what happens when we carry that anxiety and that hurt and that frustration frustration and that fear, we carry it all on us instead of casting it on the Lord. We're very vulnerable then to Satan's attacks. And we have to be very aware that he's looking for us to be carrying all that around. So we're not focusing on the Lord. We're not seeing the Lord. We're not hearing the Lord. It's important that we understand that and we realize that. And when that hit me years ago, when I was just, as I said earlier, walking through a particularly Um, scary time for me when I realized that the more afraid I became, the more anxiety I held on to, the more my thoughts stayed in the crazy that was going on in my life, the more vulnerable I was to Satan and the weaker I was. But when I humbled myself and said, Lord, I can't do this, you have to take it. 
and just run to him and cast all of that on him, then his strength came over me. His hand was over me. I was under his mighty hand. And that meant the world to me, totally changed my mindset and allowed me to look beyond what was going on in my life and focus on Jesus and know that he wasn't surprised by any of it. You can do the same. Um, You don't have to stay in that frame of mind of anger, frustration, hurt, fear, um, panic. You don't have to stay there. I'm not saying that you won't have a first reaction in that. Many times we do, often we do, but we don't have to stay there. We can humble ourselves before the Lord and go under his mighty hand. Okay, let's look at verse nine. But resist him, speaking of Satan here, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. And I don't want to skip over that because we resist him by humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, casting all of our care on him, realizing that he cares for us and then being sober in our spirit and alert. That's how we um, resist Satan and stand firm in our faith. And we have to understand that there are others who are suffering and going through things as well, that we may be able to reach out and help them. They will reach out and help us through the Holy Spirit, guiding us to the people that we need to be ministering to and who will minister to us. Listen, make no mistake. The Lord knows when we need somebody to come up and give us a hug. He does. He knows it. He's done it with me many, many times. He also allows us, our spirit can be pricked to go up and hug someone because we don't know what they're going through, but the Holy Spirit does. Jesus does. He knows. So we need to be aware that there are other people who are suffering often the same way we are and are worse um, in many ways. And Or they could be going through something totally different, but the emotions are the same. So we need to be aware of that and be ready to love on people and allow them to love on us in the Lord. Now, let's look at verse 10, because this has been a go-to verse for me, I said earlier, and it means so much to me. Verse 10 says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Now, that verse is powerful. That verse is so powerful. It acknowledges that we are suffering. It says, after you have suffered for a while. So we're going to walk through some things. Psalm 20, the 23rd Psalm says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We're going to walk through some things. So we have to be aware of that. But he says, after you have suffered for a little while, he's not going to leave us there. It may seem forever to us. And again, I don't want you to Walk away from this podcast thinking that you're going to run to the Lord, cast all your cares on him, submit to him, humble yourselves before him, and then think that everything's just going to go away. That's not what it's talking about here at all. That is not what it's talking about. What this scripture is referring to is that we have a God who shepherds us, who walks with us, who understands that we are suffering. He is working and he's not going to leave us there forever. A lot of times the leave, he's not going to leave us there means to me that he is 
not going to leave my mind in a panic state. He's not going to leave my heart um, in a depressed state. He's not going to leave me there mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Whether or not he changes the circumstances, he knows what the plan is. I don't. But when I run to him and understand that he knows that I'm suffering, and when I run to him with that, cast it all on him, then he does a work in my heart and in my mind that only he can do. He says that the God of all grace, now understand that he is God. He is the only God of all grace. He is God. So he is the one himself, and he's the one who called us to his eternal glory in Christ. We have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. We have to have come to know him as our personal Savior. We have to have acknowledged that we have sinned, repent of our sin, know that he is the son of God who came to this earth born of a virgin, died on the cross as the only sacrifice for my sin and yours, raised on the third day, now sits on the right hand of the father and also has the Holy Spirit himself, God the father, God the son, God the Holy Spirit living inside us. So not only is he there um, going to bat for us, if you will. Um, he's also living in us if we've accepted him as our savior. And it is so important that we realize that. That's what he's saying. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory, it's forever, it's forever in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Now that's what he does. We're not walking through it something that's very hurtful or trying for nothing. We're not going through it for nothing. He will perfect us in it and through it. He will help us grow in it and through it in our walk with him. That's what he does. We are becoming a perfect Christian. And I don't mean perfect as in never sinning and nothing wrong. I mean mature. He will perfect us. And then he will also confirm us. Now, when he says that he will confirm us, how often in our walk do we feel like, okay, well, we just flat don't know anything. I'm, I, I'm so flustered. I'm so confused. I don't know what's happening here. But he says he will confirm us. So he will bring us back around to the right thinking of him and know that because of the Lord Jesus Christ and because he is with us, we can walk through this. He will perfect us. He will confirm us. He will strengthen us. He's the one who gives us strength. Now that said, he may very well use someone else to give us strength, um, to come to us and put an arm around us and say, hey, I know you're going through some things. I love you and I'm praying for you. Never be afraid to do that because the Lord uses us in other people's lives in that way. So we have to be open to that. We can't be so fixated on the circumstances that are going on in our own lives that we forget that there are other people who are walking through some things. So sometimes he uses other people to come and help strengthen us. Sometimes it's in our quiet time with him. Many times for me, it's in my quiet time with him in scripture, not even just my quiet time. It's very important to me in my life that when I am in a certain frame of mind that I run to scripture and I ask the Holy Spirit to speak to my heart and to talk to me and show me um, what I need to see. So very important that we remember that and then establish us. 
He will establish us as who we are in Christ, as we walk with him, as we grow with him, as we learn who he is, how much he loves us, and then how he has walked with us. He will establish us as his child, as a person that he has called to eternal glory, as a person who has a purpose in this life, that he has not allowed suffering to come to us for no reason. That's what he does. I know that in my life, this passage in 1 Peter chapter 5 has just brought my heart and my mind around so many times so that I can see Jesus and I can focus on him. And I'm so grateful for that. I pray that as we go through our weeks, that the same thing happens with you, that as you're suffering through something, as you're questioning something, as you don't understand, that you will run to scripture. This passage of scripture is so helpful when we are going through something and suffering. My prayer is for you as you go through this week that your heart will be pricked, that your spirit will be pricked and drawn to scripture. Know that I will be lifting you up this week. Know that I pray for you. And don't forget to visit the website at www.walkbyfaithwithdiana.com. Um, send any emails or prayer requests that you have to walkbyfaithwithdiana at gmail.com. Um, download the podcast. Leave some reviews and rate it. My heart is to get God's Word out there. My heart is to share with others what God has done in my life. And He has been so real in my life and is so real in my life. And it's all about the relationship. So please uh, download the podcast and listen to them. Pray over them. Pray for me. I need prayer. I always love to know that there are people who are praying for me. Um, and we have our Facebook page, so you can access all of this through our Facebook page. And once again, thank you again for being here with me today. Know that I will be lifting you up, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you as you walk by faith and not by sight.